Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, here we are. The day has arrived for my team reveal. One day before the first round. I hope everyone's got their team sorted and just fixing up any of those last minute changes. I'm going to be revealing my team today. I'm going to have a couple of different options just with a few different guys as well. I possibly might uh, want your help in the comments and, and see if we can make sure that we got the, the best team possible. But we're going to slowly reveal that. Did anyone see uh, the Bloat FC named by Dana Kemp and Bloke in the Bar uh, last night? That was uh, very, very funny. Um, let's see if we can uh, create a better team than that, but I completely doubt it. We're going to start up top. So I wanted to have a player as sort of my centerpiece hooker this year, and I, I think he's going to be clearly the highest scoring hooker. At 63.9 average last year, I can see him averaging somewhere between 65 and 68, and I think he could be a, a fairly decent captaincy option at some stage, but at this stage, he's going to be my vice-captain in this squad. <clears throat> Next, we're going to move down to our mids, and I've gone a little bit lighter this year, just given the fact that there's a fair few players with some decent value. We can start from left to right, and we got we got Lodgy, who comes in at 390k and, and priced at an average of 32 last year. I can see him averaging somewhere between 40 and 45, especially through those first bunch of weeks without paying half. So with Lodge, I'm looking to get sort of, hopefully toward as, as close as I can to that first buy. But even if we don't get that far, then we're hoping for sort of 10 to 15 uh, points in, in, in an average increase and which would get him that those nice price rises. So Lodge is someone that I think fits perfectly into the squad at under 400k with a starting spot and close to about 50 minutes, which should net him you know, an average of somewhere between 40 and 45 with a nice high PPM. Very similar with the other two guys on this list. And, and Christian Welch has been, a, has been someone I've been pretty high on across the whole preseason. And I think with the latest news of Fanukin being out, I see him as 
as locking in sort of 50 to 60 minutes and with a really high PPM and a high work rate with a faster game, I, I think Walsh is going to do really well. And for me, I want him to be averaging around 50, which gives him a, a 10-point increase on last year. So what we're looking for, guys, with all these players in my team is they're either an out-and-out gun who I can keep for the entirety of the year or there's someone that's going to be able to increase approximately 10 points or more across the season or if they're only increasing slightly, then we're looking for them to become a keeper. And a Welsh, I think, is going to be a moneymaker and someone that we could possibly move on come the buy rounds or when the origin schedule kicks off. So we should get close to half a season out of someone like Welch. Tino Farmasuli, that's all I'm going with. Um, he is someone that's a little bit more expensive at 574k, owned by 38% of teams, so definitely not a pod compared to someone like Welsh at 4.5%. But he's someone that priced at 43, and I think he has the most upside out of these two. I think he could, he's someone that could average somewhere between 50 and 60. I'm hoping for at least 50 with him, which puts him seven points undervalued. But there's that chance that he has that higher ceiling and could push up into keeper status. And at worst, he he has a bunch of really cool games at the start and uh, with a try or so and, and gets us a nice a nice bunch of scores, gets us to kick off a great season. And then I can move him on come origin time as well. So as you can see with these starters, I've got a fair few guys that are going to be playing origin. And this is something to, to keep an eye on. This year's a little bit easier with only two buy rounds. But the question is going to be with the longer season back to a normal, the normal 26 rounds, then you'll you'll see a few of these guys have a random rest. So as we see a little bit lower, I've got Crichton, Cleary and Cook in, in the squad and they're all going to be playing Origin along with Welsh and Farmer Sully. So uh, interesting there, but it's something we'll have to work out across the season. Just remember it's a really long season and and we'll be, you know, we're all people that like to trade. So uh, that, that can happen at any stage. So we move down to our halves and we've got Lockie Lamb priced in the, in the mid-30s and is someone that I'm expecting to average around the 45 mark. And I think that's enough for him to to make a good amount of money in our sides. Someone similar to that is someone like Chad Townsend, who I had some interest in, but I think with him only being you know confirmed of scoring well in that first sort of six to eight rounds, I've decided to stick with Lamb. His ownership at 13.7 is actually really low. I thought he'd be a lot higher. Um, he's someone that I've, you know, I've sort of had in my team from the start and I, I think he has the pedigree to score well and he was talking about his move from, from seven to six and he said that's not changing my game at all. We All it is is the number on our back and, and Kiri's going to be our leader uh, with Lamb you know, playing the same role that he would have last year. So I see him averaging about 45. Decided to go with Cleary as our captain given the fact that he is the uh, highest scorer in the game. You look at McInnes and, and Haas are out, and then you go down to guys like Cook as your as your next best, best options there. So I, I've decided to go with Cleary. He has a nice first game in the Cowboys, so should be able to score well against them, and, and we're looking to keep him for the entire year if I decide to, to stick with someone like, like Cleary there. Uh, not too much to say. He's your best scorer. He's your best half. So it's important to get the guys that are, that are the best in their position. And then you can hopefully find some undervalued guys in some other positions. We'll move down one, and we my center position is a not not my happiest position at the moment. I've got Opacek in there just because he he's been my last picked in this side at three thirty three. It's the only one that I could have fit. I can change a couple of things on my bench to to get someone like a Roberts, 
uh, around that similar price, but I'm not sure if I'm, um, if I'm looking for Opacek or Roberts at this stage. But as as said previously, I'm not someone that wants to spend too much money in the centres, but I think there's some, some more value elsewhere. Yeah, Opacek is someone that's fairly consistent, averaging in the mid-20s. And you see... Yeah, the majority of games were in those 20s with the, with the Cowboys, and then if he scored a try, it'd be 30 to 40. In an eel side, that's going to be better. And him growing as a player, only played ha- having only played a bunch of years, I, I see some improvement possibly out of him. And same with Roberts. He, Roberts would probably have a higher ceiling, but I see Opacek as being a little bit more consistent. Uh, so we'll, we'll play with that one. Avarillo, I think he... Yeah, he's someone they can start, but if he doesn't start this week, I have I have some cover on the bench which I could bring in. But Avrilo with the half and center dual position, I think, is really important for anyone's side at this stage. Having that center cover, especially, is going to be is going to be really important. So he's someone that has been highly touted by the Bulldogs uh, management and and coaching staff, and I think he's going to do well if he if he's going to get that five eight spot. And him being named there, even if he's in doubt for this week. Holds him in really good stead to to go well uh, across the season. So that's my centres and then the wing fullback. So someone I would have really wanted would have been Tedesco and I just couldn't fit him in so I had to pick RTS. Pappenhausen has been a mainstay in this squad. I think his slow start at the at the beginning of last year and then his, his mid-50s average in the back end, I'd, I'm expecting him to score similarly to what he did in that back end. Given he's priced at 49, I'm expecting a 52 to 54 average. And the fact that he got given the goal kicking just makes him a little bit more safer in that position. RTS being priced at 47, and he only scored a few tries last year and, and assisted on, on not too many either. And look great in the trials. His last year, I'm expecting him to at least average 50. So getting a keeper at a slightly a slight discount, a 626, I think is a fairly easy option for our sides especially with the wing fullback position not being too many great options. I wanted to shore up those spots, and, and I'm probably going to be playing centre roulette, as always, so I've wanted to shore up this wing fullback position, especially with the fact that we're not exactly sure what Laurie's role is going to be come round two, with Mbai being moved into the sixth position. He could come in and play one, and Laurie could be kicked out. He is a rookie, just just think of that. Make sure that you know that if he has a few bad games, he could be he could be moved on and, and given a breather uh, with with Mbai or or Dewey or these kind of players coming into that one position. But he's named to start round one, and you have to play him. I think uh, with with the upside that he he holds, he could he could hit you a fifty odd. And if you've got him sitting in the emergencies, I don't think that's going to be very good for your team at all. So when I look at my starting side, I see a, a decent amount of balance. We've got a top line, the, the best hooker available. We've got the best half available. We've got the best edge available in Crichton. I've gone a little bit lighter in the mids, but I think Lodge has the potential to average 40. I think Welsh and Tino have a, a, a nice chance of averaging 50, which is still very close to, to keeper range. And, and this is a spot I can upgrade when the mid position becomes, let's say, easier to work out what minutes are going to be, who's going to be the top-line guys. Maybe I can pick up a Taumalolo or a Payne Haas after a bunch of weeks. These are all things to think about. Uh, move to the centres, and we've got no guns there, but looking to upgrade around the mid part of the year. And then got a couple of guns in Pappenhausen and Czech, with eventually this position becoming a Tedesco. We move on to the interchange, and I wanted to make sure I had four really good scorers on 
in my interchange. And I've, I've gone with Jacob Little. Looks like he's going to get 60-plus minutes and should score well. We've got Braley with no hooker on the bench, which is great. Again, looking to get sort of 70-plus minutes, I'd imagine. Uh, Watson could come on and spell him for you know, 10, or so, 10 or 15 minutes, but we'll see how, how it goes with him being captain. You'd expect they'd want him on the, on the field as much as possible. Connor Watson looking to get around 50 minutes in the middle and priced at uh, extremely low 28 points. I'm expecting at least a, a 40 average in around the 50-ish minutes. And then Jake Turpin. So he's probably one of the more interesting picks in the side and with no uh, no Corey Pakes on the bench, he is in the extended squad. So I'd follow that one closely just to see what happens if he ends up getting moved into the interchange. But with Turpin being priced at 40 with his 45 average, he I think he has minimum 10 points in upside and even closer to a 20-point upside if he can, you know, with the speed of the game, if he's making a lot of tackles, you saw him kicking out a dummy half. I think he will be able to elevate his game with him being that sole hooker uh, with no McCulloch waiting in the wings and stuff like that. I think he can really uh, take a grab of that spot and, and do really well. For the Broncos, so they're my they're my top four in the interchange and should all be scoring around the forty mark with Turpin hopefully up around the fifty mark, and so I think that creates a, a very well rounded squad at this stage. And then we move to the emergencies, and I'm looking here for a little bit more cover. So Tessie's going to cover the wing, fullback, and the centre. Not sure how well he's going to score, but you'd expect him to be somewhere closer to thirty. So a little bit of a little bit of money making potential, but but really just for the cover. And if and if the Broncos start to do well at some point in the year, he, he should start to score a lot better too. But uh, Alvaro, and, and I could move him down to like a Farmer Sully and bring in a James Roberts, for example. They're 3K difference on both of them. To you know, I'm pretty happy with my... Somehow I've got zero salary remaining. Uh, Tessie News in there as cover. Alvaro, someone that I think will do slightly better than Farmer Sully if they're getting a similar amount of minutes. Alvaro has a 1.02 PPM. And we'll need at least 30 minutes to do well to make some money. So anything above that is going to be gravy. And I think that if he averages somewhere between 33 and 35, then then he's done his job as a middle forward cash cow. I got Stefano Otukamanu. I hope I said that right. At 246. So he, I wanted someone nice and low that has the chance to score well. And you know, given he's going to be priced at 18. Only has to get 25 to 30 minutes to, to score pretty well with a close to 1 ppm. And he's someone that's been touted as a, a young up-and-coming middle forward and should do yeah, well enough to be a slow-burn cash cow, I'm, I'm feeling. And then you've got Lockie Croker. So I've had him and Spencer Lineu. They're both at the same price. I've been interchange, interchanging between them. And both, I think, will do well enough. Croker, it looks like, with no Cade Cuffs, should get 60 minutes plus. And with a fairly low PPM, obviously that's with him spending time at the half position as well. I'd expect within 60 minutes for him to be averaging in the 30s and a pretty easy 10 points uh, made and 150K. And he can also spell the the half position and and the hooker. So he's dual position there and and can help us out. Obviously, I don't need any more hookers in my squad with my first four being, being hooker. My main issue currently on this bench is having an edge backup. So I've thought about this a little bit, and if I'm getting an injury to one of these guys in a Ricky or a Crichton, I think I can straight swap. So a Crichton, I could I could straight swap easily. And then Ricky, you've got guys like Fulmayano, uh, Gusevsky, Andrew Davey, 
Uh, these kind of guys that if they happen to, to get a decent spot, you can bring them in. If not, I can make a couple of trades to to do that. But that's my only issue with this with the side at the moment. Let me know what you guys think regards in regards to this, this squad currently. I just wanted to go through a couple more options which I think will be helpful. Some some omissions that I really wanted to have on my side was someone like Alex Twal and I I just didn't know where to fit the money in. Andrew McCulloch is someone I've been really interested in and I'm whoops, I'm just gonna move on Cook, for example, and, and bring in bring in McCulloch and see what uh, see what we can do there at fifty four. So that, that frees up a little bit more cash for me. What I could do is is bring someone like Brian Kelly into the mix. Is that right? Do I have enough? 465, yeah, I think it's just right. Yeah, 464. So I could do a McCulloch for a, a Kelly if, if we're not too sure on on an upper check there. What does that help me with? I think McCulloch will average close to 60, so I might lose around five to six points with, with Cook. I get someone that's not going to be playing Origin, which is helpful. And then I get a, a center in Kelly that could move, you know, could, could very quickly move up into a gun status in the centers. So that was an interesting one for me and, and something that I wasn't sure about as to who I'd bring in. Obviously, I could change uh, Croker for Leniu. I've got Alvaro for Farmasuli. You've got guys like Remus Smith, but I don't think he just doesn't score well enough even with, even with tries. So that's that option. There's the option of not playing Cleary at all. And I had someone like a Fogarty or a Munster. We can, we can take our pick there. And then spending up a little bit more elsewhere. I had Ricky moving out for Alvaro. So I can put Ricky on the bench. And I had I, I had a little try with someone like Fafida. Where is he? Dave Fafida. Cool. And then you move a Ricky onto the bench. So, no, just short. What was I? 238. I changed someone else. Ah, Kelly. So Kelly wasn't, wasn't able to be used. And I had someone like Opacek again. And then we put a Ricky on the bench. So these is, this is kind of what I, how I've been playing with the, the team at the moment. There you go. So that leaves me 25K, and, and I could pick someone a little bit better than Opacek, for example. Uh, let's have a look and see what we can do. Just want to show you how, how I muck around with my team, guys. This has been, you know, spend the last sort of few hours last night and, and then going through uh, the rest of it today but just trying to work out who to, who to bring in and you got like guys like Fado, Herbert, Roberts, Opacek, Dylan Walker as options and I'm not really high on any of them I just see Opacek and Roberts as probably the, the best options there and, and have the chance to maybe be about 10 points undervalued but what happens with this team is I'm obviously fairly let's bring Roberts for example I have a few more guns. I've got McCulloch, Fafita, and Crichton. I have Fogarty. I have RTS and Pappenhausen. So I'll leave the six guns. But my issue with this team is, yes, i got the cover now in the edge position, but I can't play one of these guys. And who, who, would, you, who would you leave out in this position? Would you leave out Little, Braley, Watson? You're obviously not going to leave Turpin, but and you, you really don't want to leave out Ricky. If he's going to be playing 60-plus minutes, I think there's a chance he averages somewhere between 40 and 50 and you know, with, with a chance of scoring some tries. So... Yes, Fafita helps me, but I lose the best player in the game in Cleary. I then have to think of, oh, do I do I captain a, a Crichton or a McCulloch? There's a bunch of questions that come in, and I'm not sure that this is the, the best team for me or not. Um, yeah, 
this is just how I how I go through my team, guys. But let let me know what you think on this one as well. I'll leave that there, and you can have a little have a little think as to what it is. I've I've kind of done the numbers on what I think each of these guys would average, and and this team comes up pretty similar to what I to what I decided with the other, and and that obviously means you've got to have guys like Fogarty and Fafida uh, improve on what they did last year, and same with McCulloch. Whereas I know what I'm going to get with guys like Cook and Cleary, so. Uh, very interesting thoughts for me anyway. And, and yeah, as I said, the biggest issue with this team, I'd probably go with it if I just had four big scorers on the bench. And, and leaving Ricky out is really going to do my head in, I think. If he sits there and gets a, gets a 50 or gets a 60 with a try in the first game and he's not and he's sitting there not playing, or if I leave out a Braley or a Watson, they come out and get 40-odd, 50, little, same thing. Uh, it's going to be really annoying. So I think the other team has a better balance of just getting those four guys and then I've got the other guys to make money and cover the positions. If I happen to get an injury in the edge, I just have to, to deal with it. But there you go, guys. That's that's my team reveal. Let me know what you think on both of those teams or any of those changes. If you think if you think, if you think the team's mud, let me know. But I hope you took a lot out of that and just wanted to finish it off with saying that just making sure, guys, this is my opinion only. I've never won fantasy before. I've done really well. I've come first in the Cowboys and come 50th overall, um, always in the top 1,000. But, uh, you know, things like injuries, things like what the coach does with minutes and stuff, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't decide on or I, I'm, not, I'm not the boss of. So just, uh, just be aware of that and, and please make sure you, you're trying not to just copy my team. This is here for educational purposes and I hope that this helps, guys. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the next one. I'm going to do a People Squad update and uh, make sure that team's sorted for tomorrow night. But good luck with your teams, guys, and uh, we'll see you each week through the season to update how this team's going. See you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.